Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie Hale, your host, and with me in studio is Archbishop Alexander Sample. And today, as we come to the beginning of Advent, we're going to close this liturgical year with the Feast of Christ the King. And there's a beautiful way, if we start to look at Scripture, we start to see there are seasons, and our Mm -hmm. season is coming to an end, which is opening the door for a new season with the new liturgical year. So to reflect on that, I want to have you get us started a little bit with prayer and get us prepared for the Word to really inspire us. Indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, you have exalted your Son, Jesus Christ, as King of the universe, We ask that you draw all people into the kingdom of your Son, into the kingdom of heaven one day. We ask that as we begin a new liturgical year, Lord, that you you open our hearts and ask, help us to prepare for your Son's coming again in glory. Father, we place this radio time in your hands, asking you to lead and guide us and all of our listeners. All these things we ask through the same Christ, our Lord and King. Amen. Holy Mary, our hope, seed of wisdom. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Archbishop, the last Sunday of the liturgical year is Christ King of the Universe. Right. And I love that title. It's not just Christ the King. Nope. It's Christ the King of the Universe. And you mentioned the kingdom of God. So there's a lot that's that makes us see, what are we talking about? Christ the King of the universe. Mm -hmm. This is a big statement that we believe in, but also it guides us to who we are, where we're going. We're preparing for the kingdom of God. Exactly. You know, and and, and it's like if we even go back to, uh, you know, the prologue to St. John's Gospel, it talks about the word, Mm -hmm. you know, was with with God, was, was in God, and that all was created through him. You know, Christ is the word. And so even even at the even at the creation when when God is creating he's creating through his word and the word is is the son of God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and the word uh Jesus Christ is now exalted as king of all of that creation all of that universe that that he was there at the beginning mm-hmm. when when God created the heavens and the earth so it's kind of a you can almost see it as a as a coming to full circle that in in the beginning again John says was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was with with God in the beginning all things were created through him and for him and so you see the word at the beginning of creation, and, and the Father creates through the Word as the Spirit hovers over the darkness. But then in the end, the Word made flesh, suffered, died, and risen, and ascended, now is King right. and Lord of, of that creation that, that he was present at at the beginning. It's kind of that, that bit of it kind of coming to full circle in a sense. 
we hear the end times. I think that if if we pay attention to these readings mm-hmm. the few weeks before Christ the King, the close of the liturgical year, and then we move into the new liturgical season, Advent, which is coming soon, there is this sense of where we're going, but there's this sense of the end times, and Jesus is very clear how to prepare for the end times, and we hear it in Scripture over and over again during this time as we close a liturgical year. Right. You know, I mean, we know that the, uh, just a quick uh, uh, primer primer on, on the liturgical seasons, you know, we have Advent, the season of Advent leading into Christmas, and then we have a little bit of ordinary time, then we have Lent leading into the Easter season. And then we have ordinary time again for a long stretch mm-hmm. until we come back around to the beginning of the, of the year again with Advent. But it's it, as you point out, Dina Marie, you're, you're exactly correct. As the church winds down toward the end of the liturgical year, which is the last Sunday of ordinary time before the first Sunday of Advent, that's the church's year, uh, different from the calendar year mm-hmm. that we follow as, as January 1st being the new year. Um, but the church, through through the scriptures that she presents to us in those liturgies of the closing weeks and especially the closing days of the liturgical year, and through even the prayers of the liturgy itself, focuses our attention on the end times. They're very they're very apocalyptic in some way, you know that. That the the church, as she comes to the end of the year, is also focusing us on the end of time. You know, the world is going to come to an end. You know, uh, the world as we know it is passing away, Jesus said. Uh, And he has overcome the world. He will come again in glory, as we say in the creed, to judge the living and the dead. He himself said he would return. The church awaits his return. Uh, So the world is going to come to an end, the world as we know it. This, uh, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus says, but my words will never pass away. There will be a new heavens and a new earth. So whatever God's plan is at the end of time, that day is coming. And so the church sort of focuses us on that as we come to the end of our year in the, in the liturgical cycle. You know, it's sobering, quite honestly, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about judgment uh, you know, and a lot of talk about, you know, uh, uh, the, the coming, you know, Jesus said, you know, you do not know the day or the hour when the Son of Man will come. We need to pay attention to the words of Jesus, you know. We create our own image of Jesus, I think, sometimes. We make out Jesus to be who we, we want him to be or who we think he is or what a way, a Jesus that comforts us and makes us feel good. But we need to take the whole Jesus. We need to take the whole Christ as he reveals himself to us mm-hmm. in the scriptures. If we want to get to know Jesus, read the Gospels. Read them and read them over and over and over again. Keep reading the Gospels. For the rest of your life, dear people, read the Gospels over and over and over again. Get to know the mind and the heart and the teachings of Jesus. Well, Jesus talks a lot about the, the, the coming judgment. He co- talks a lot about being prepared. You do not know the day or the hour. He's got incredible number of parables. The, the, the wise and the foolish virgins, you know, as, as a good example. You do not know when the bridegroom is coming, and you're locked out if you're not ready when he comes. So these are the teachings of Jesus. And it's like, well, we don't want to talk about judgment, and we don't want to talk about the second coming, and we don't want to talk about possibly being closed out of the kingdom of God. 
uh, you know, that makes us feel uncomfortable. Well, Jesus is the one who's perhaps then making us feel uncomfortable. So we need to be ready, always vigilant. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the message here in, in, in the final days of, of the church's year. And then we come to this great solemnity of Christ, the King of the universe. It's like, okay, I, I think we can kind of see then where the church is leading us. We, we, we come with a lot of reflection on the end times, the end of the world, and then we cap all that off with, Christ, the King of the universe. And you kind of get this image of Christ coming in glory, mm-hmm. you know, to consummate and bring to completion all that the Father's plan of salvation has been from all, all of eternity. But then what's interesting is the church in the beginning of the new liturgical year, our New Year's Day, if you will, the right. first Sunday of Advent, she also then picks up the beginning of the year also by preparing us uh, to to welcome Christ. There's so much preparation, and I think the question is, how do I prepare? If I believe in Christ the King of the universe, just like if I was going to go to a wedding, am I prepared to experience such a beautiful and glorious and holy event? Am I prepared? Mm-hmm. Well, how much more prepared should I be to encounter Christ the King? And I think people were used to all the list of to-dos, what things to kind of clear my little, okay, I need to check these things off, mm-hmm. declutter, uh, prepare. How can my heart be better prepared mm-hmm. to receive Christ the King? Because I'm a princess. I'm a daughter of God. Right. You know, you're a son of God. We're children of the King. Right. That requires something great of us, <laughs> I think. Yes, it does. It, Doesn't it? That's a ra- rather demanding wow. uh, role to be in. Um, well, I, I think, you know, first I, I, I would point out, uh, because, yeah, we should prepare, but I think, I guess my question always, I, I, I this is always my tongue-in-cheek question, provocative question at the first Sunday of Advent Mass. I think I've been I've been preaching, you know, on, on first Sunday of Advent for 30-plus years, and I think I always ask the same question. Of the people, okay. We're, we know that Advent is a time for us to prepare for the coming of Christ, but what coming are we preparing for? Mm-hmm. And people look at you like, "Well, Christmas, right? We're Advent's before Christmas. It begins usually very end of November, the earliest days of December. And it goes right through Christmas, and is an Advent about getting ready for Christmas and getting ready to welcome Christ when He comes again in in in, in the Babe of Bethlehem, so to speak." Uh, I would ask you to pay a very close attention to the liturgy of the church, especially in the first two weeks of, mm-hmm. of Advent. And if you pay close attention, the liturgy in the scriptures and in the prayers of the Mass itself, they're actually preparing us for his second coming. And so it picks up kind of on this theme that we've come at with the end of the world mm-hmm. coming, Christ the King, and then we go into a season of preparing for his coming. And we're getting ready for that coming. And and I, I urge people, I, I challenge you, this would be a fun thing to do for all of you. Pay very close attention to both the liturgy of the Word, the readings uh, in the earliest part of Advent, especially those first two weeks, and the prayers of the Mass. Look at the preface for the first part of Advent. Its focus is more on the second coming of Christ than the first coming. So first we need to remember 
We're getting ready for two comings of Christ. Yeah. We are remembering to uh, getting ready to remember his first coming as the babe of Bethlehem, mm-hmm. but we're also supposed to be preparing for his second coming as, as in, in glory. And only when we get to the latter part of Advent, especially in those days of the Oantophons, which mm-hmm. begin on December 17th, then, boom, the church immediately turns all of her attention to, to the birth in Bethlehem. But before that, it's a little some, – and sometimes you're not really quite sure which coming the Lord the church is talking about. Mm-hmm. So, but but in any case, we have to get ready for both. Right. We're getting ready to welcome and to remember his first coming among us as the babe of Bethlehem, born of the Virgin Mary. But we're also preparing ourselves to welcome him again when he comes in glory. What I like to point out, Dina Marie, is there are, in a sense, four comings during Advent that we are preparing for. So, yes, first, we are preparing to welcome him again as the babe of Bethlehem. And I think, you know, most people during Advent tend to focus on that. Mm-hmm. But again, I challenge you, pay attention to the liturgy. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's so we're preparing to welcome him as the babe of Bethlehem again in that beautiful feast of Christmas, the one that just ah, fills our hearts with joy and, and peace and the love of God. Secondly, we are preparing uh, to welcome him again when he comes again in glory at the end of time. We are preparing for that coming. And, and Advent, Adv- Advent comes from, you know, advenire, the verb advenire, to come toward. So, so yes, Jesus came toward us in the incarnation and in the birth, but he's also coming toward us at the end of time. Then there's a third coming that we're preparing for, and that's to welcome him more deeply into our hearts, mm-hmm. into our lives, into our homes. So even as we remember his first coming and as we look forward to his second coming, we want him to come now into my life. I want him to come now more deeply into my heart. I want Jesus to come now more deeply into my family, into my home. Uh, So in other words, uh, we we, we prepare to welcome him uh, more deeply into our, our lives. And, and so Advent is, it can be that time for doing that. So that I, I, like to, I like to think that when the Feast of Christmas comes, we have prepared so well that our hearts are just bursting with joy on Christmas because we've prepared well and we do feel. We can even experience on a, on a, on a very human level the joy of the coming of Christ because we've welcomed him into our own hearts and our own lives during this Advent. And then the fourth coming is he comes to us in the Eucharist. Mm. Mm -hmm. He comes to us at every Mass in the Eucharist. The same eternal Word of God which took flesh from the womb of the Virgin Mary and was nurtured and, and, and grew in her womb. The same Jesus that was born of the Virgin Mary and laid in that manger, that that same body, blood, soul, and divinity of the eternal Son of God made flesh, laying in the manger, is is going to be on the altar and is in every Mass at the altar. Uh, So I think we should be aware that, 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 that Jesus comes to us in a very incarnational way. Uh, in a miraculous way, also uh, in the Eucharist. 
So maybe we can even talk about some of the practical. If we want Jesus mm-hmm. to come more deeply into our our um, our lives during Advent, maybe we can talk about some of those some of those ways to Absolutely. do that. Absolutely, we're listening to Archbishop Alexander Sample with the voice of the Shepherd as we prepare for the close of one liturgical year and moving into this time of Advent. And I think, as you mentioned, Eucharist. We also have in our national holiday Thanksgiving, typically mm-hmm. during this time, close to the Feast of Christ mm-hmm. the King mm-hmm. and close to the Advent season, is this time where our families typically come together and again give thanks to God's blessings to give thanks for our faith, to give thanks. Many times the faith comes through our family, that our family shares that faith from generation to generation. And what is the Eucharist? Thanksgiving. Right. You know, as we break apart that word Thanksgiving. So again, how do we how do we foster that? And you mentioned, I think, in our earlier program with the seminarians, prayer life. Yeah. Our prayer life and our life connected to the scriptures and listening more carefully to the scriptures and taking a more leadership role and I'm going to I'm going to be the one who reads the scripture mm-hmm. in my family, in my community, wherever that might be that we have to be the ones to to grow in prayer life. But maybe how can we practically be prepared with right. prayer, with scripture and with our relationships with one another? Well, the first thing I would say, Dina Marie, is is we need to make space for God. Mhm. And I think this is the biggest challenge for people today. And it's it's the biggest. I, I'll tell you something. You know, you know, when 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 people ask me about what I worry about, you know, sort of what keeps me awake at night. Uh, one of the things I worry about is um, how how deep and how strong are are my people. When I say my people, I mean the flock. Jesus is entrusted to my pastoral care. How deep and personal is their relationship with God? You know, how where is that? Where is that at? Because we have a hard time making space for God in our lives. So that's the first thing. And that's, I think, one of the things that Advent allows us to do. It's, you know, if, if Lent is a, is a period of, of really reflection and, and, and penance and, and reflecting on our sinfulness and asking God's mercy, and it's a, Advent is this, is, this, is this season of what we call joyful expectation of the Lord's coming. But there's a certain aspect to, to Advent that, that I think it means for us to be still, mm-hmm. to be still, to be quiet, to be restful, to be reflective, to be open to the movement of God in our lives. But we have to give God space. And what do I mean by space? We have to give him time. We have to give him time. We have to set aside time to be with the Lord and to allow him to enter in to our hearts, into our lives, into our families. And I think this is the biggest challenge for people today. We're so noisy. We're so noisy. We're plugged in all the time. We're on our phones. We're texting. We're on the internet. We've got the ear things in our ears. Uh, we're watching TV, we're watching movies, we're watching sports, we're, we can't, it's almost like uh, the modern human person can't stand to be silent and in the presence of the living God. Sometimes I think people are just not comfortable being, being silent even with themselves because we're in, when we're in quiet and silence and unplugged, uh, we can't hide from ourselves 
And God speaks very deeply in those moments and reveals our our self to ourself. And and, and that can be uncomfortable for people, you know, to to really take an assessment of of where I'm at. You know, there's something about Advent, you know, and this was much more so, quite honestly, true when in my previous assignment in Upper Michigan, but it's true here as well. What happens in Advent was also a time of the year when, when there's a great stillness. It's darker earlier at night, which a lot of people don't like. I kind of like it. Uh, it stays usually darker in the morning. You know, there's in upper Michigan, this was the time when we'd start to get snow and, you know, there'd be the landscape would be covered with snow and there'd be a certain stillness to creation. You know, the things have died or are dying and falling off the trees. Creation is sort of going to sleep, is quieting down. So there's this whole atmosphere of Advent of, of to me, it, it, it creates a very reflective, it's my favorite time of the year, quite honestly. I love the fall and moving into this time. It's, but, but, but we have to make that space for God in, in prayer and to read, as you said, Dina Marie, mm-hmm. the scriptures, to let the word of God penetrate us, not to read it as a task or as something to get through, but to read it with reflection, to read it with a prayerful heart, to allow and ask the Lord through his spirit to speak to us through his word. It's not a dead historical word. It's a living word that, that can speak to us here and now. So my friends, my biggest advice to you, and, and the, the, the irony of this is, this tends to be one of the busiest it's times busy. of the year for people. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. I must say, I hate that. That this is the time when there's parties all the time. People got office parties and this party and that party. There's the hustle bustle and getting ready for Christmas. And we get to get the decorations up. We got to get the Christmas tree. We got to do all of our Christmas shopping. We have to plan for our food and our feasts. And, uh, you know, plan to put up with our relatives when they come. I'm going to visit my sister, uh, 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 and uh, my sister here and, 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 and I are going to go uh, visit my sister in Michigan and her family. And I, you know, I, I, so I, I'm very sensitive that they're going to have to put up with the relatives <laughs> when we come. But uh, it tends to be a very busy, hectic, crazy time. Mm-hmm. And that's so, that's, that's, I think that's the work of the evil one because it's the exact opposite of what it should be. It should be a time of peaceful, quiet, mm-hmm. stillness. The earth is becoming still. The earth is going into that dormancy, uh, and the days are shorter, and so the darker hours for prayer and meditation are greater. Um, To me, it's just such a beautiful time. But folks, you have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I can talk about it beautifully here, and you can sit there and be listening right now and thinking, oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, folks, it's up to you. You've got to make the decision. You have to be intentional about this. And Buck, buck the, the trend of, of, of frantic activity and the hustle bustle of the season and be at peace, pray. Mm-hmm. I think some people have told me that they have decided, okay, as a family, no television for that month or those four weeks of Advent. Now, I stopped in 1994 with no television and it's been, I've been doing fine since then, but maybe unplug from the social media, from the different things that you were so connected with. Is that really helping me get to Christ the King? Mm -hmm. Is that really helping me to go on that road to holiness? And if not, that examination of conscience that we talked about earlier, examining those things in our life, those activities, um, and where do we put that energy 
does it connect us with Christ? Does it connect us with my vocation and how I live that out? And this is an important time, I think, for parents especially uh, to, to be the Marys and Josephs in their family, to lead well with Christ at heart. You know, you put that well, you know, and, and, and one of the saints, I can't remember which one it was, I should know these things. I'm an idiot sometimes <laughs> remembering these things. But uh, we should look at everything in our life and say, is this leading me closer to God? Or is this leading me further away from God? And we make our decisions based on that. Yeah, absolutely. Feast of Christ the King will lead us into the time of Advent. And while it is that penitential spirit, as you mentioned, similar to Lent, there's this this anticipation, mm-hmm. this this expectancy. And so we can work with that expectancy. Yeah, and I, and I think it's important to realize, you know, that it is a penitential right, season. Right, right. You know, it's it's because you know what what irritates me. Okay, everybody, you're going to hear one of the archbishop's pet peeves <laughs> is when people jump the gun on celebrating Christmas before we celebrate Advent. In other words, most of Advent, as the as the world celebrates it, is we're celebrating Christmas. You know, we'll have Black Friday the day after Thanksgiving, and then it's going to be nothing but Christmas until. December 26th, and then everything's over. Mm-hmm. Church only begins celebrating Christmas on December 25th. We celebrate it for the 12 days of Christmas. But, you know, the, we you know for Advent, it is a penitential season. Yeah. Uh, that's why we wear purple at Mass. That's why we don't sing the Gloria at Mass. It has a penitential character to it. It's not as intense as Lent, but it is a penitential season, and so we need, we need to keep that in mind. The other thing is we talked, I think, in the last program about confession. It's another way to prepare. Yes. You know, you're going to clean your house when the guests come. I, I, my sister will probably clean the house before I come in Michigan. You clean up the house. You straighten things up. You sweep the corners. Okay, sweep the corners of your soul, folks. Yeah. You know, that's another great thing to do during Advent is to prepare yourself uh, for, to receive the King of Kings and Lord of Lords mm-hmm. uh, by cleaning house and cleaning out the, the cobwebs in the corners and, and making a great confession and being just having that joy in your heart. When you come to Christmas Day, knowing that you've prepared well, you've prayed, you've you've uh, set the secular stuff aside to some degree, you've quieted your life down, you've prepared well, you've gone to confession, you made a good confession, you're reconciled to God, you're in such a good place, and then when Christmas comes, when you sing those Christmas hymns at at, at Christmas Mass, you're 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 just gonna f- swell with joy. Uh, think about that. Think about the joy you'd like to feel on Christmas Day and begin now uh, to prepare for that joy. Absolutely. Well, let us all have a meaningful Advent and be intentional. Be intentional, intentional as we close this liturgical year, moving into the season of Advent. Really decide that you're going to allow, and you said, open our hearts for Jesus, and we can intentionally do that each and every day. Archbishop, it's always a pleasure to share, particularly as we move into these seasons together. Would you help us close with your yes, blessing? Yes, certainly. Lord, I ask your abundant grace and blessing upon all your sons and daughters. Lord, I ask you to pour out your grace into their hearts and open their their hearts and their ears and their minds to to your word and help them, Father, during these days of Advent to come to really prepare well, Father. Give them the courage. Give them the insight. Give them the prudence. Give them that intentionality to make this season of Advent what you really wish it to be for them, a time when you can break into their lives, break into their minds and hearts and souls, to their families, and, and come again. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. 
Well, thank you all for listening to The Voice of the Shepherd on Matre Radio. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, may you have a blessed week and peace be with you. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.